Hey there, and welcome to Be Health Curious, the podcast where we talk all things bariatric surgery. I'm Robin, one of the founders of Health Curious, and today we're talking with Robert Westmoreland. He had bariatric surgery earlier this year and is incredibly open in our conversation about the good, the bad, and the ugly. As always, I'll let him introduce himself. Please enjoy. I am Robert Westmoreland. I'm based out of New York City. Uh, recently moved back to New York City from Georgia. Uh, former nurse, uh, now a uh, clinic director and so forth in New York City. I uh, was aspiring to become a physician. And I think after my mother's passing, life just went, hey, this is not what you want to do anymore. So I'm here now. I've had a bariatric surgery April 14th. 2021 at Eastside Medical Center in uh, Lawrenceville, Georgia. Dr. Ari was my surgeon. And I am, how many months is it now? Six, six, seven months later? Uh, my highest weight was 360 pounds. My surgery weight was 273. My current weight is 181 pounds this morning. So, wow. It's been transitions. <laughs> so, I feel like there's so much to unpack here. What made you decide to have bariatric surgery this year? My mother's passing October 20th, 2020 was, uh, well, let, let's be honest. It was the catalyst, but it was the conversation with my best friend in December, 2020 that pushed me. Her other best friend, Lucy had surgery and had major results. I was at my best friend's wedding a year ago and did not recognize the, her friend, Lucy, when he said, hey, Rob, how are you? And I was like, who the hell are you? She's like, it's wow. me, Lucy. Lucy had surgery. She's a corrections officer here in New York and phenomenal results. I had been struggling with my weight all of my life. Um, I'm 41 years old. And uh, in my 20s, I lost 120 pounds. And then in my 30s, I gained 120 pounds. And life was just a constant struggle with weight loss. And so I did my consultation in January with Dr. Ari. and. We said April, April 14th, I was on the table. Wow. Yes. You, you just mentioned that it, previously in your 20s, you lost a bunch of weight and then put a yes. bunch of weight back on. Was that part of the decision that ultimately made you feel like bariatric surgery was the way to go? At first, it was bariatric surgery. I can get on keto, I can lose weight. But keto, you're going to gain the weight back immediately. And I've been on a yo-yo diet up and down for many years I've water fasted. I did everything I could. Um, on my own, I got down to the 200s uh, recently. And that's just the pre-surgical diet. And I said, okay, I need to do this. Uh, uh, sleep apnea, high blood pressure, almost stroking uh, in critical care as a, as a nurse. I was like, this is something I need to do for myself. And I wanted a change in the quality of life. I wanted a better quality of life. And that was the most important. It wasn't about the fashion. Yes, the fashion gets in and you get to get all the nice clothes and you wear 32 waist and you look good and everybody loves you. But my quality of life was, did I want to die early or die in my sleep like I was doing almost every night? And I was tired. You know, I was yeah. tired of the blood pressure issues and things of that nature. And um had to have a change. <laughs> That's incredible. What has been the most surprising thing about your journey so far? The surprising is I actually lost the weight. My goal was 180. I've reached it beyond. I've just, my weight is finally stabilizing at 181-ish, things of that nature. I went down to 170 and then finally was like, my like, no, that's not for you. 
What's been surprising is how people treat me. Mm. I was treated like the elephant in the room. Now I'm treated like the best thing in the room now. And it's like the most surprising thing. So it's like all this time I could have been treated this way, but do you like me for me? Or do you really like me for what I look like now? Because I was always the funny guy. I was always the funny fat guy. I was always funny, the, the, uh, the go-to friend that everybody went to. But now people are like, oh, you're attractive. Well, I wasn't attractive before. And that's the most surprising thing to me right now. Um, and it yeah. shocks me because it's like, wow. Are we really that vain in humanity that we just really treat people by, based on how they look? So, I've heard yeah. this time and time again. Does Is that hard for you or is it something that you just kind it's, of accept? I've kind of accepted it. At first, the first couple of months, it was hard. Now it's like, okay, all right, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. And I get it from the perspective that some people do not want to deal with someone who may be overweight or obese because they have concerns that this person can die. But you know what? How about invest in that person and help them lose weight? I'm just saying, that's an option. (laughs) Yes, yes. And related to that, what has been the most challenging part of your journey so far? The most challenging is that you feel like a poser. Mm. I feel like a poser. I feel psychologically that I am still psychologically still struggling, that I still feel like I'm 350 pounds. Psychologically, when I look at myself in the mirror, I still see the full face of a 350 pound person. Mind you, I'm 180, I don't see that. So I actually have to take a lot of photos to really register in my mind that I'm no longer that former person I used to be. And that's wow. been the major challenge. The psychological work is the biggest challenge. And that is why they have us go through psychological work and see it's a psychiatrist or psychologist so we can get an understanding that there's going to be not just physical work, but there's going to be the mental work of recognizing that you are no longer the person that you used to be Mm -hmm. and that you no longer have to use food as a crutch or as a drug to accept yourself. Because the the alcoholic rate for many of us after bariatric surgery is pretty high is because we're now looking for a new drug to satisfy us and to help us crutch with the new life. And that is the problem. And so I'm still battling. I'm still doing the work. I recommend people get books on acceptance, self-help work, do the work, get a therapist, go see someone because you're going to need to unfold and, and, and take out the areas of your life that you feel are inadequate. You feel that you're a poser. You feel unworthy to date. You now you're dealing with, you may have stretched skin. You may have loose skin. How are you going to accept you in that moment now? So you have to do the work after that or not. You're going to go back and you're going to go back to your your previous choice of drug, food, alcohol, or even drug. I'm so glad that you're touching <laughs> upon this because I think a lot of times what people are focused on is, am I hitting my protein? Am I drinking my water and my supplements when this is such a big part of it? Do you, you mentioned books. Do you have any specific books that you've really oh loved? Gosh, I have Louise Hayes, uh, How to Heal Yourself. Great book. Phenomenal. Yana Van Zandt, any book by Yana Van Zandt on affirmations, you need to give yourself an affirmation. You need to talk to yourself off the ledge. Any self-help, self-acceptance book is what you need as a foundation to ground you and to help you explore this new you and to get rid of the old mindset, Mm -hmm. the self-sabotaging mindset. You need that. You need meditation. You need a therapist. You need to sit on your behind and really sort through and write and get a journal and really talk about your issues that you're facing before you go to the bakery because you can (laughs) self-sabotage. 
Were you prepared to do that work before you got surgery or is this sort of realizing in the midst of your journey that this is necessary? I had a knowledge of it, but I had to realize it within weeks of surgery that I needed to do this because I started recognizing the triggers, the red mm -hmm. flags, the behaviors that, that bring you to this mindset. Okay, I'll, I'll be a little personal. I was in a domestic violence relationship. I was with a gentleman. He did not want me to have the surgery. He was not supportive of the surgery and he was self-sabotaging. And so he felt, oh, I don't want you to have the surgery. So I'm going to take you out to eat almost every night pre-surge. No, we're not going to do that. Wow, we're not going to yeah. do that. And so within two weeks of surgery, I got up, packed my bags and left him. That's incredible. You really changed your life in an instance. Oh, absolutely. Because it was either I was going to join my mother who died in October, or I was going to get up and live. And I decided to live. And that living meant I was going to be lonely. I was going to be without a partner. I was going to be okay. Picked up, packed my bags, moved all the way across the country. Amazing. I, I felt you had some wisdoms and now I'm, I'm understanding the background <laughs> of that. So what are you most proud of? You just mentioned a number of things. I'm proud of making this decision. I was so proud that my doctors and my insurance company was like, oh yeah, you absolutely need it. I'm proud of going forth and doing it because yes, you're going to have some regrets. Absolutely. You're going to regret that you can't eat like you used to eat anymore. I'm proud of the fact that, um, gosh, I lost the weight. My health is better. I'm off of a, a breathing machine at night. I'm off of all of my medication, my high blood pressure medication. I'm proud of having a better quality of life. And that's what I'm most proud of. I, I got on a plane for the first time and I didn't have to have an extension to my uh, feet belt. I think it's so amazing that you bring this up because these are the little moments that they're little moments, but they're so meaningful. Especially five hours flying to California and you're comfortable in your seat and it's a crowded airline, it's a crowded plane, and you're not sitting on top of someone else like you used to before. Those are little accomplishments. You know, your feet are not swelling like they used to, like they used to swell and things of that nature. I'm very proud of that because if I could have done it years ago, I would have done it years ago but my mind was probably not ready as it is now to follow through. Amazing. Surgery is kind of the beginning. Yes. The beginning of a journey. Now you're on this journey. What routines do you have to make sure that you are taking care of your mind and your body? Seven months later, I'm still trying to get it together. I've gotten the mind part. Now it's the habits of working out. I need to go work out. I walk because I have a very active job, so I'm constantly walking all the time. But um, I just brought a magic bullet or neutral bullet today. I was like, I'm going to get up because every morning I do get up and I make my protein shakes. And I say that that is my discipline. Have your protein, have your protein, have your protein. But my next discipline is actually uh, working out every day. So I found out that my gym is local next to me at work. And I'm going to make it my business to work out because I need to do that. I need my body to have that discipline that, hey, we're having it easy right now because we don't eat a lot. But. We need the physical workout to go with that. So I have committed to Friday after work with a personal trainer and actually working out because I want my summer body to match my body, okay? What I see in my head, I want it to match. I, I want to do everything before I do any type of skin surgery. I got a little loose areas and things of that nature. And I want to make sure I exhaust everything I need to before I even do any type of surgery. So. I love what you just said about getting your, you know, protein shake routine down and then moving on to fitness. I think sometimes people can try to take on so much at once, but one you thing can. at a time. One thing at a time. 
Yes. Master something before you master something else. Another thing was mastering it. I hate those pills, bariatric pills. So I found me some uh, either some patches or some gummies that give me my protein fill of calcium and all the other stuff that I need because the pills are too big. So I found out something that works. Um, even if you do liquid vitamins, do what works for your lifestyle and stays within the ranges of your doctor's recommendations. Do it and your life will be easy. Don't try to overdo it. We're not perfect, but do what you can while you can. And that's what I recommend to everyone the most. I, I love that. You kind of answered my next question, which was <laughs> going to be, what's something you would want to share with someone who's considering bariatric surgery? Do you have anything to add there? Absolutely. Uh, based on a group that we're in and most of us are in, and you have the stories of, oh, so-and-so died because she had this and she had all these problems. I'm going to put this out here for you. If you don't have the surgery, you're going to have comorbidities and you're going to have complications. Complications come with everything you do in life. You're going to have a complication if you get on the road and you may have you may be hit by another car. You're going to you're going to have a chance of someone's going to tease you. You're going to have different things. Do this because your life deserves it. The only complication I had was gas after surgery. That was the biggest complication I had. If you work with your doctor and you are you you've researched your doctor, the likelihood of you having complication is nine out of ten. The most complication I had was the first couple of months was vomiting because I didn't take my time to eat. And so I vomited all the time. Constantly vomiting, vomiting, vomiting. But I'm at a place where I, I take my time and I eat slowly. It's going to get better. You may have you're gonna have constipation. You're going to have all these, but it gets I go three times a day now. I'm sorry to put it out there. But I, I go I three times it. a day. This is all about okay. transparency. <laughs> Life has gone back to normal. I eat my vegetables. I do everything I do. I don't take any fiber supplements, but I just eat. And so as long as you're eating, your bowels are going to go. Okay. As long as you're drinking your water. I was dehydrated a few times. I was in the hospital for dehydration. You know what I did? I started drinking water. Sip, 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 sip all day. Sip, 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 sip all day. Your body's going to adjust as well. So all those things that you're reading in those groups, don't let them discourage you. From doing it because this is for you. No one in a group is going to be at the hospital for you. We're not going to kumbaya with you. We're not going to hold hands with you. Only you and the God of your understanding and your family is going to be there for you in that hospital. Yes, the first 48 hours are hell. You're going to feel like you want to die. I pulled the alarm and said, I'm dying in the hospital. And they were like, oh, you're fine. You're just having gas. I begged to stay another day in the hospital. No, you're going home. You're going to, your, your, your wounds, your, your stitches, they're going to bother you for about a week. But after a while, you're going to be okay. Do it for yourself. You deserve this. You are worthy of doing this. And don't let anyone stop you. Don't let your coworkers at work stop you because, oh, you look good. You lost weight before surgery. But they won't do it themselves. No one cared that you were five calories away from dying before. Why should they care now? You owe this to yourself. Good, bad, and indifferent. Don't feel like a poser. When you when the weight loss com, weight loss comes off and you're getting in the mirror and you're looking at and you're getting on the scale and yes you're going to have some plateaus it's part of the process trust the process women it may be a little harder for you because of hormones and things of that nature men you'll lose quicker don't compare your story to anyone else this is your story this is your journey do it for you and yes I went on plateau for a month and then all of a sudden I had a whoosh and everything just started jump falling off it's going to happen don't panic just keep going and that is the best advice i can give to all of you man i hope everyone can have such a cheerleader in their life <laughs> <laughs> 
So bariatric surgery aside, what's something in this new chapter of your life you're just so looking forward to doing? I'm looking forward to traveling more. I want to see the world. Oh, I saw the world, but I saw the world as a 350-pound man. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable going to different restaurants. It was uncomfortable being, you know, being looked at. I'm looking forward to living. I'm looking forward that I've added probably another 40 years to my life. That is yeah. what I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to growing older. I'm looking forward to a what incredible sex life. I'm looking forward to all those things that make me feel human again. I'm looking forward to all of that. And I'm looking forward to writing my book. I'm shooting a film where I'm the, I'm the main character of the wow. film. It's called Love After 40. And I'm looking forward to everyone seeing this journey that you too can live after surgery. I love that so much. Have you started writing your book? I mean, are you yes. going to plug anything here? Please I, do. <laughs> the book is called You Can Love You. I love that. And it's about falling in love with yourself after surgery. It is for bariatric patients only. It is That is my target audience. You can love you. Daily affirmations on how to love yourself and speak to yourself with kind words. Because you know what? We called ourselves very horrible names before surgery. Our self-talk has been really bad. And I want to change that, help people change that talk good to yourself. Even when you have a plateau, even when you're still rejected after losing weight, even when people are when the, the fame is over, because now you're, you've become a regular person now and no one's talking about your weight loss anymore. What are you going to do? All that, I go through all of that in the book. What a gift. Can yeah. people follow you or find you somewhere? You can follow me at now R. Lewis Westmoreland on Facebook. And you can follow me on Instagram, son of a rose. So that's son underscore of underscore a underscore and rose. And you can find me there as well. So I go through my journey. Was Rose your mother's name? Rose is my mother's name. And I just oh. recently changed it uh, to everything to son of a rose. What a great way to immortalize your mother and just yes. live on in such a positive light. Um, yes. Is there anything else that you feel like we haven't touched upon that you think really needs to be discussed? There are going to be moments in this journey that you will face depression. And that's something we haven't touched. You will face depression. You're going to have sad days. You're going to have days where you are going to listen to Adele, My Little Love, and you want to lay in your sweats and you probably want to drink and you probably want to do everything. Love yourself in those moments. Embrace it. You're going to be depressed. It's going to be okay. You're going to feel like you want to give up on the world. You want to feel like you want to give up on yourself. Don't do it. Don't run the food. Don't run to alcohol. Run to the still and small voice inside of you that tells you to keep going and keep pushing and keep encouraging yourself. Journal your, your depression. Video your depression. Do whatever it takes to tell your story and get it off your chest. Call a depression line or something like that and talk to somebody. Because especially during this holiday season, you're going to especially feel it when you can't eat like everyone else at the holiday party. And why aren't you eating? And it, 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 it. you shouldn't have done this. And you, you, you messed up your life. No, you didn't. The greatest gift you gave yourself was to get up and do it and hug yourself because it takes guts to do this. Yes. It takes guts. It absolutely does. This has been such a pleasure, Rob. I'm so grateful that you're able to share this with everyone that will be listening 
and your book is going to be a wonderful contribution Thank to this you. community. Thank you so much. And guys, hang in there. It is going to get better. There is life after surgery. And when you get to see you after you've done the weight loss, after you have a great mind and a great love and you're finding love and all these different things, you wish that you would have done it earlier, but you're doing it right now. And that's all that counts. Amazing. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more content like this, please consider subscribing to Be Health Curious, the podcast, so you don't miss a beat. Thank you for listening. Stay positive, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time.